Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Listening to the best best friends podcast in the world. Who do you think you are? I am. Yo. We're back. Well, I'm back. I guess Dan's kind of back with me. Uh, this is the Cindy Crawford approved podcast of Barley Hops and Friendship. It's the best best friends podcast in the world. I am your host, Tom, a.k.a. Extra Crispy. Uh, and Dan, I just sent you a, I just I sent you a, a spelling of that. Uh, if you I, could, if you could I, tell I, I our did. audience about uh, uh, the spelling, I'd love to. Tom. Yeah, please. That is triple X, dra crispy. That's three X's, T R A, K R I Z P E E O, crispy. I yeah, like that. Crispy. I like that. Crispy. Crispy. Yeah, I felt. I feel. <laughs> I, I felt like my inner juggalo coming out in that one. Uh, or so yeah, juggalo. Yeah, that's the one. Um. So yeah. I'm extra extra crispy. How am I supposed to follow up these introductions with like, and my name is Dan. Well, I mean, you do have a nickname. <laughs> I know. I am the Roars Ford Rattlesnake now. <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> All right. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, and we are joined today uh, by a returning guest. Uh, I, we were supposed to have two guests, but uh, we we got we got the better half, I suppose. Uh, or <laughs> the saner, I would say, the saner half. Uh, um, After the text, uh, just text message chain that we've gotten over the past like three weeks planning this. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I was a little bit on edge about this. Uh, he is he is the uh, a thrower of axes and uh, a brewer of very mediocre beer. He is <laughs> Stickman Brews uh, brewmaster and uh, part owner uh, Ethan Buckman. Hey, how's it going? Uh, do I have a do I have a cool nickname yet? Uh, I mean, I gave you a cool intro. That was a cool intro, but like I also he's the Royersford rattlesnake. You're pornographic crispy boy. Uh, <laughs> it's Ethan. <laughs> Gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, or we could say, you know, like uh, we get Ethan brews craft beer, and the question for that is, yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? <laughs> beer we got drank pretty good, don't it? I mean, there we go. What what do you would you say? Uh, what would you what beers would you say your yours is better than? Would you say it's better than Budweiser? <laughs> no, I wouldn't say anything. <laughs> I can I can lie to the people like that. Um. All right. Well, uh, Ethan, thanks for coming back. I don't know. I I, I I don't know what kind of nickname to come up with you. 
I know. It's now like, you put us on the spot. I'm trying yeah, to think of it. I've been trying to think of a name know, over here. Not everybody's good at improv. You know, you guys you just ruminate on it. You uh, know, you know, we, it. We went over that in our last episode that just improv is not our forte. <laughs> it also shouldn't be many people's forte. No. It's a horrible art form. Um, so. Uh, the reason that we had uh, we're having Ethan on uh, this episode is, I mean, one, he's a he's a great guest to have on because he brews fantastic beer. Um, it's our second return guest. Yeah. Um, but he did just put out a collaboration with Bond Place uh, up in yes. uh, up in Bethlehem. Um, and the original plan was to have uh, Ethan and uh, Sam from Bond Place on uh, together. But uh, Sam juggles 4,000 hats and uh and yeah so sam is is i'm lucky enough to have two business partners who really helped me kind of carry the load there and i just sort of manage the brewery and don't really have to deal with a lot of the front of the house stuff and and a lot of the more businessy stuff sam kind of does everything um yeah i mean he's currently bartending um, tonight He's, well, like he's, got, like, he's got like nine different yeah. personalities, so I think he can handle it. <laughs> Sam is a crazy dude. Mostly what he does is is just like really artfully troll people in a way that like I've never it, it's it's um you know it's truly like watching a master work as somebody who thinks of themselves as a pretty decent troll, um, especially to I guess we could call you like the beer press, you know, um, Sam takes it to a whole goddamn different level. At one point, Sam actually, um, you know, I've expressed frustrations about untapped to you guys, to everybody. Um, Sam at one point, uh, just made all the the login info to like the brewers, like the brewery side of their untapped profile, just like totally public, like eight months ago, and hasn't even looked at it since. <laughs> so, Sam is is my is one of my best buds in the beer industry, and also like my personal hero for stuff like that. So I just like I will say that like I've had uh, like side conversations with him. Um, like, uh, you know, my own text chain with him and I'm constantly like, is, am I being worked? Like, is, is he like, just like, is he just like a, like a, a wrestling personality where he's like, he's in character all the time and it's like, everything is kayfabe to him and I'm, I'm just getting worked constantly. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, when you're, when you're, yes, if you're, if you're the kind of, if you're the kind of the guy who's like trying to get him on a podcast, like he might fuck with you a little bit, yeah. especially like, like, I, like, like a random, you know, it wasn't like a random like solicitation. It was like, because like I knew you guys or you guys, you know, it was like yeah. a whole hookup. He probably felt pretty comfortable to be able to just like have fun with you guys. Yeah. I mean, really it, it, it's, it is. A- he, he texts me like that too. You know, I get, I have to call him to have like a full conversation because he says we sends me crazy stuff on text messages. I mean, it's, it is hilarious because he like, he, he told me all, I asked him, I was asking him if he knew uh, the brewmaster of New Trail, and he said, "I don't even know what a New Trail is." And he said, "All <laughs> the only thing he drinks is rosé and uh, and his and one one of his beers." That's only, actually probably that's probably totally true. Right I don't. Now. And I was and I told him I was like I don't know what to 
what to believe of what you say. And he's like, believe everything and nothing. And I was like, I don't, Oh no, I'm going what, to, wasn't it like Rose and his Mui or something? Yes, I, think Mui. Yeah. I I'd be inclined to believe that that's all he's drinking is Rose. <laughs> I mean, outside of these podcasts where I pretend to like really love to drink beer, I drink almost exclusively, um, rye whiskey and, uh, and pot. That's really it. Like, <laughs> Wait, hold on. Did you say? <laughs> did you say pop? Pot. Oh, tea. pot. Okay, okay. That's really all I'm consuming. Um, but yeah, I, I saw. I would believe that like eighty percent of what Sam drinks is rosé. <laughs> <laughs> I just I like every every conversation I have with him is like it sends me into an existential crisis. It should. It's designed to. It's yeah. designed to. It's I loved his description of like the beer we're going to talk about too because I was going to read I was going to read Stickman's description of this beer but then I saw how he described it and went oh I'm going yeah, he's a goddamn. <laughs> Sam is a genius. He's a he's truly a genius, and he's I, I a think, troll genius too. Because like yeah. the way he described the beer too, it's he's, like oh god, these are all terms that we've used on this podcast, and now I'm embarrassed. He's like <laughs> he's like the, the point. he's like the Andy Kaufman of the beer world. Yes, like he's yeah. like the perfect troll. And he'll do crazy shit too, like all the time. He's like always on with stuff like that. So like he shows up to like Brewers Association meetings and like full suck tuxedos, um, <laughs> and, and stuff like that. Like he's a wild dude. I I love everything about him. He's he's just a crazy person. And Bond makes excellent beer too. So it's like and I was just on the phone with him the other day because I'm trying to um. I'm trying to figure out some technical stuff with some of the IPAs that we're brewing because we're always trying to in, improve stuff. And I had like a 30 minute conversation with him where he was talking to me about like water profiles and shit and like just like being super helpful. And then like, you know, the next thing I got from him was like three totally incomprehensible text messages. <laughs> I, I love that he just lives the troll. Um, yeah. But since we're going to be talking about your beer, uh, I think we can crack into this, Dan. What do you? What, you're thirsty, right? Oh, I'm ready after that. Oh, let, me, let me go grab a can out of the fridge real quick. Hold All on. Right. Dan, awesome. I'm going to grab mine here. Got mine on ice. I've got a nice cold glass right here. Uh, yeah, I got my. Uh, Got my best man Pilsner. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited for this beer. We, we I, Dan and I both had drank this beer already, and it is a, uh, it's a really fantastic beer. This beer has a lot to talk about for how little they wanted to really just do with this beer. <laughs> like they, they had such a long name to it, and it's just. It's got a complex name and it's a pretty, I mean, complex tastes in terms of this beer. I like this beer a lot. Mm. And Did I you guys open your beers already? No. No. Oh, no. I, we, we're waiting for you, of course. I got a sick can right here. <laughs> is that a silver bullet? <laughs> this is, okay, so I didn't, um, I guess I didn't say this while we were recording. I forgot to bring the beer home with me, so I'm drinking. I'm just drinking in solidarity and we'll talk about the beer, but, um, um, this is a blank can I brought home from the brewery at some point. I genuinely don't know what's inside. So, <laughs> All right. That's, I, I, I wouldn't mind having that. Like if you just put out like blank cans, like a pack of blank cans and it's just a mix of, like, I, would, 
I would do it if it was allowed. Like at one point I thought that was a thing I'd really love to do. You can't put out a beer without like a label of what's inside it on there. But I really wanted to like release just like unlabeled cans and just like low fills and just sell them for like a buck a pop and just be like, what if you did like, what if you, what if you wrote it on the bottom of like what it is? So then you can't see it, but then it's on the bottom technicality loophole loopholes baby yeah we could we could look into it that would be really funny idea man tom idea guy yeah <laughs> all right so let's crack these things all right all right one two three all right play into the guest again here mm-hmm. always <laughs> oh nice very good good glassware when are the when are those glasses coming back I don't really know. Um, you know, the, the merch is like a real fickle business because everybody says they want it, but it doesn't really move like that. At least for us, it doesn't. I know other companies really, they fly through it, but for us, I just like, we haven't really cracked the code. So like, instead of having like this big standing inventory of stuff, which is just like a bunch of, is, is difficult. Um, we've like started partnering with Hopheads to do sort of like print on demand t-shirts. Yeah. So you can order like a lot of the t-shirts and merchandise online and they'll just kind of print you out like whatever design you want and ship it to you. But like the glassware is different. There's not really a good option to do it that way. You have to so, buy it in bulk. Yeah. So I don't really know when the next time we will, we'll do that is just because like we like having the merch, but it's just, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, money and space like just storage space to invest in in something that doesn't really seem to like interest most of our customers you know yeah it's crazy because this is like where the brewery business and being in a being in a really shitty punk band really kind of fall into place right here because I'm like, this is exactly what, like I still have a bin of t-shirts from 2013 when my band did their last EP. That's how long I've had this merch. (laughs) It feels like whenever you don't have them, everybody asks for them. Exactly. They want to know that they're there. They don't actually want to buy them is what it feels like. (laughs) I mean, I feel like ever since we started this podcast, like Dan and I have become like real, like glassware nerds. Like every, mm-hmm. every time we buy beer for the, for the podcast, we're like, Oh, what kind of glassware do they have? Should we get some glassware? <laughs> no, and sometimes the glasses are really cool. You know who has really cool glasses is Bond. Bond place has really cool yes, glasses. Yeah. I want one because it looks like my dog on it too. So I'm yeah. like, I really, I really want to get that glass so bad. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, let's get into these. Uh, so we're, we are drinking, uh, we're drinking the, Best beer brewed in all of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania thus far in all of American history uh, with an asterisk, except for in Berwyn, PA, except where the claim has been found offensive, except where there is better beer. Uh, it's an ale style ale uh, and it's brewed by Stickman Brews in collaboration with Bond Place. Uh, Bre- uh, what is it? Bond Place Brewing Company? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yes, it's Bond Place. I'm on their I'm on their Facebook right now because uh, I, yeah. I don't know Bond Place Brewing Company or if there's a more there's a larger like full name for the company or whatever, but it's Bond Place, yeah. All right. Awesome. All right. Boys, Slancha. Cheers. Cheers. So this beer off the bat, the first pour that I had, because like I was mentioning when you uh when you walked away, was that Dan and I have drank this prior to the doing the podcast here 
hazier than I expected. Um, yeah, it is. It is very haze flavored. Um, there is we've used quite a bit of juice in the <laughs> of this beer, and there are um, hop flavored hops in the liquid. They contribute to the haze flavor. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. Speaking of that, like Bond Place's um, announcement when this dropped was oh so hazy, oh so juicy, oh so crushable. <laughs> Yeah. And he's got them in all caps, and I, it just made me feel bad for every description I've ever made. <laughs> so I was I, I was expecting when I saw that it was an ale style ale, I got I got really excited because I was expecting like like a, a standard like pub ale, like a, like a like yeah. So the reason we called it ale style ale is because it's an absolutely meaningless term. Right. Like that's why we called it that. So it's like everybody had their own like idea of what we meant, but the real thing we were doing was just making fun of you. (laughs) Just like not you specifically, but like everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. It's like the biggest troll announcement here with what he put in here. And I I like how he put in parentheses after ale style ales, you know, dry hopped. Just yeah, throw that in there too. Why not? (laughs) Quadruple dry hopped. It's been yeah. I think I think we would call this um, selectively and singularly dry hopped. It's cryo hopped. <laughs> the head retention on that thing looks fucking awesome on your glass too. This batch came out so good, and we've actually been redoing several of our other IPAs to try and like match the water profile from this batch because it came out really good. And it, and it is a delicious beer to kick back to. I enjoyed that. Like when I had the first can, I texted Tom. I'm like, did you try this beer yet? And he was like, no, I haven't gotten to it. Yet. I was like, get it out right now while we're, <laughs> while I'm drinking it. Cause I need to know your thoughts. And what, and it, what yeah. you mentioned here was that the head retention and we've talked about it before. Um, we really got into it on our episode with, uh, with Harry Peck from experimental um, talking about how, his beer does not have head retention. And that was like the first time we really got into that term. I think it was because of something with like fats in the beer or something. Yeah. That he- yeah if there's fat in the, who's, why is he putting fats in the beer? Have do, Are you familiar with experimental at all? I guess not. He, you, I don't, you wouldn't ask that question if you knew what he put in beer. We had a yeah. we had a, a tahini and vanilla cream ale. Um, that has lipids in it. Yeah, yeah. tahini has. Yeah. We, we had a, uh, a beet juice red ale. Okay. So he's doing stuff like he's doing an uh, an olive juice sour. Um, he's doing an olive juice kettle sour. Uh, he did a a pickle brine sour. Um, He's doing a white doing, white stout over coffee beans. He's he's yeah. trying to really go outside the he, box of craft beer. He's he's going by his namesake, being ex- experimental with it. So yeah, well that sounds cool. Um, but yeah, none of his stuff. I guess he has fats in it because he's. I, I don't know. It's or, using all these food products. Yeah. yeah. Um. So back to your beer here. Um, what would you, if you were going to put this into a category, would you, would you just put it in like an ale category or is it? 
Well, ale is like a pretty broad. It's like asking, like, would you call it a, you know, this food item you're eating a sandwich? Um, <laughs> it's like a very broad category. Um, but I, I honestly, I think that like if we were really to put it to like a technical style specification, it would be somewhere between um, a New England IPA and like an English summer ale. And I'm only saying that because I'm really splitting hairs. Like honestly, it's it's probably just like a new England style pale ale is like the way it was brewed. Um, but it like the, the thing is like most of these, and I, I talked to you guys about this before. The thing is, it's like, you're always really splitting hairs because like styles are not these like big, strong, like distinct barriers that like consumers talk about them as like when I'm telling you what a style of beer is, there's probably like six or seven things that I can say it is. And I'm picking the thing based on what I think you're going to buy the quickest. Right. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Yeah, with this beer, it was really hard to like, like you were saying with a different styles. It like there was such a gray area. Like I couldn't, I couldn't pinpoint it yeah. at all. And I was just saying it was such just an interesting beer to drink. Yeah, I yeah. Go ahead. But the thing is, man, it's like the thing is, right? And this isn't this isn't a knock on you guys. This is it's true of everything out there. The only reason you're even really describing it like that is because. Um, we didn't just call it a New England IPA, right? Right, because the honest truth is, like this beer is just brewed with like a slightly different grain bill, but not one one that would maybe taste that obviously tastes different than like the standard Stickman IPA base, but yeah. like is not is not off from like what many other companies are just using as their IPA base. Right. So like that's, that's the first part of it. The second part of it is like the hopping amounts and, and hop schedule is like more aggressive than like what we do for plain chicken nuggets. You know what I mean? And they're all like, it's hollow top Blanc and, and Motueka, right. Which are um, a New Zealand hop and like a new growth German hop. And like, those are not like the most like prominent, IPA ops, but like certainly everybody who is brewing New England style IPAs has not only used those hops, but like used those two hops in combination before, right? So that's like a big part of what's going on here is like in our like aspect of trolling is like there's literally nothing different in this beer than what is a New England IPA. But and it is a really good beer. I'm super fucking happy with this batch. But the the only reason everybody is like ruminating over this beer and talking about this beer as if it's this like style bending thing is because we called it that you know you didn't I mean? give it a style <laughs> yeah right. but like the like but that's the thing is because it's like a new england ipa and like an english summer ale what's the real fucking difference between them the only difference is that like i let one clarify and i didn't let the other one clarify you know what i mean like new england ipa and the Saison, in a lot of ways, like we've talked about before, almost are very, very fucking similar. Um, you know, like this beer and like, which you kind of call like a classic pub ale, right? Like an English bitter or something like that. Like there's there's elements of those beers in this beer, but also in like other New England IPAs, and like all this kind of shit. And like kind of the point is like the hang up that consumers have on these like style designations. And the whole reason this troll even exists is because people get so caught up in like what they think a style of beer is supposed to taste like, or like what flavors are in the can based on like what the brewer said. And most of the time that's, it's, 
so heavily driven by your perceptions, like before you even open the can. Yeah. I think you really made uh, beer drinkers think with this because of how, I guess how very unclear you were with the description on it. So people were curious and then you have right. the people who are a little bit more like craft beer aficionados like Tom and myself, where we just sat there and we thought about the beer way too much, way more than well, we should. Have. I, it's really fucking cool. And this is kind of the point, right? Is because if we had just called this a New England IPA, you would not have described it in the way that you did that like kind of really kind of is what it actually tastes like. Because the way you guys are talking about where it's like, oh, this reminds me of an English bitter because of this. This reminds me of this because of this. Those are all the flavor, complex flavor elements that are in there. But if we just called this New England IPA, everybody been like, oh, this is sick. It's fucking juicy, bro. You know, and that would have been, <laughs> been it. <laughs> It definitely has like a pale ale kind of taste to it. Um, the more I'm drinking it and you said kind of like plain chicken nuggets and some other, the other pale ales I've had in the area, it definitely finishes like a, um, like a lot yeah, of pale you, ales I've had. Yeah. You get that bitterness and you kind of get like the more like pungent aspects of the hops kind of like in the back of your mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean this, this beer really took me for a ride because it was like, I, I wasn't expecting. So what, when I bought it and when I, you know, when I first saw that you guys dropped the, the, the Instagram video, um, uh, <laughs> which was hilarious within itself. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I was like, Oh man, uh, this is going to be great. You know, this is kind of what, like, I feel like is the beer that you like to drink is like, a like the beer we drank on our on the last episode we had with you is a yeah like all these like session type of beers yeah this is like my ideal version of like the modern hoppy beer something like that and the the thing with so i i had in mind that it was going to be a uh it was going to be like that kind of uh amber ale like you would get like if you just got like like if you went into a pub like any pub and just was like can i have the house uh the house ale like right, that's yeah. what I, I would be expecting. So when I poured it out and it's hazy and I mean it looks juicy, uh, it looks like a New England IPA. So I was like, oh shit, are they like trolling us with the with the <laughs> name? And then I drink it and it's it's super light. There's not a huge amount of uh, bitterness from the hops, but it's right. also not like your typical New England where you get like a like a citrusy flavor from it. Right, exactly. You don't get like that big like orange peel, like grapefruit kind of thing. Yeah. Right. It's not. It's not like a New England IPA, like where uh, dropping out was a, a New England IPA, a New England style. Like IPA. very on the nose. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's. But you know what I think about? Right. Is like I think about like um, Maine Brewing Company, who is like my all-time favorite. They're my all-time favorite, like, hoppy beer dudes. I like – I've told you before, I think Suarez is the best brewery in the world. But I like them for not – like, I like their hoppy beers, but that's not why they're my favorite. But Maine Brewing Company, in my opinion, makes the best, like, most refined hoppy beers and, like, versions of the New England IPA. And when you taste a lot of their stuff, like lunch and dinner and shit like that – you get more flavors like this where they're more in like the floral range and they're more in kind of like a little bit of like, you know, suggestions of like tropical notes and not so much those like real intense, like uh, yeah. citrus things. So, I mean, a big part of why we wanted to do this, uh, the podcast with you again is because this beer is so interesting. It's just, 
every part about it is like it, it's 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 very uh, I'm going to say complex, but it's not really overtly complex. It's just like a different style. It looks mm-hmm. like it looks like every Instagram beer. Uh, you just by look, but the taste yeah, is it's the, very photogenic but the taste is wild it's it's very mellow it's it, it's got just the right amount of like floral notes to it uh it's not overly bitter um 4.6 percent alcohol by volume too this is a crushable beer right here yeah, oh absolutely. yeah knock it back you know <laughs> what do you what do you think about the uh the low abv revolution that's going on um I, I hope and wish that it is. You know, I will say that I have noticed um, definitely there was a, a, a real point where, like, if it wasn't 8%, it wasn't going to sell very quickly um, at Stickman and elsewhere. And um, I think that, like, now high ABV beers are still king, you know? They still are the ones that really kind of do the get the big hype going. But, like, these low-alcohol beers, people are, like, less concerned about it, I think, is more what it is. is It's just kind of, like, Absolutely. more than anything, it's, like, the session beers are just becoming kind of, like, equal with everything else. Rather, like, it's not, in my mind, they're not, like, taking over the, the sales. I'd be ecstatic if they were. But um, it's more that they're just kind of becoming. I, just, I feel like that's, like, it's starting to turn around that way it's like where every beer that i'm buying now for the most part other than the store bought is fine uh which is coming out with a different iteration every week now Um, do you guys just have a do you guys just have a dartboard of fruits and you're just like throwing them at see what's gonna stick uh not quite but um the store bought yeah we've been doing like every other week for a while now um like the different store bought iterations and i think that um I think we're done like making new ones for a little bit. I think we're going to try and go on to some other projects and, and just repeat the old ones. But yeah, they've been a lot of fun. They've been our big, uh, but yeah, I mean uh, everything other than that kind of stuff, it, like everything that I've been buying has been low ABV. It's, you know, everything's been around that like 4.5 to five and a half kind of, uh, I, I mean, it's also, so I, the reason I am, uh, extra crispy is mainly because of the episode with you with uh with our free will beers it's completely yes. turned me around I, i'm always looking for you have me like chasing a dragon now with this uh that that verg nugan set or whatever it was oh, from. Yeah, that's an excellent beer isn't it Tom, tom's easily influenced you could probably like wave a bag of pot in front Listen. of him and be like yeah man Listen, but I'm, you go, you take a drive up to Hudson, New York, you go to Suarez, you get yourself like a bunch of Pilsner from Suarez, it'll change your goddamn life. Dude, that's... Change your whole fucking life. That's, and Dan can attest this, it's like every every beer drop every week, I'm looking, I'm like, what Pilsner did you drop? What Pilsner <laughs> can I pick up this week? I think our, our last pickup from Aslan. I think did you get the Pilsner too? No, I got the I got the German cake stout and the uh, the daddy juice, the uh, the sour. Ah, you got the Pilsner, man. Oh, did I did I go crispy on you on that? I one? think so. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Hey, listen, it's the, it's really the we have a, a like a Vienna Lager coming out this week, Mauger's Lager. It's named after uh, one of our cooks, who's a who's a hell of a character, and I'm really excited about that batch. So that's coming out this I'm week. A, I'm excited uh, because I, I've just been chasing that dragon of that uh, that that pale lager. 
I just want oh yeah I want that crispiness and nothing has been able to compare to that no it's really when you find a good one it really does blow your mind like um I'm trying to think off the top so I'm really I feel like a dick because I want to plug all my friends on podcasts but I don't remember the name of the beer but Hidden River last time I, I saw Kevin at Hidden River he gave me a four pack of some some lager they did uh, it was a few weeks ago. Yeah, I yeah, know which one you're yeah. talking about. And it was fucking excellent. It so, was so good. So the problem for me is that like Hidden River has fallen off the map for me because uh and I, I've gotten some I've gotten some uh kickback from from Zeppi on this, but I I've told him I'm I'm tired of double IPAs. I'm just I'm tired of the same thing over and over. It's a hazy, juicy oh. double IPA. It's a, it's got four. I feel. It's got four different kinds of hops in it. And, oh, like all right, dude, give me something like super clear that I can crush on on a summer day. Mm-hmm. It, I, that's what I want now. I, and that, yeah, I, I'm with you. That's why you got to keep an eye out for Hidden River. They have when they make a, a saison or a lager like. If you're a beer drinker in the area, like you should really pay attention to those. I mean, Hidden, I, Ri- yeah. Hidden River is like five minutes from me. I love yeah. Hidden River. Yeah, I, I, well, I'm still a double IPA guy, so I will still go there for them. But um, I do, I dabble, I dabble in the crisp a little bit. So I'm you got to, man. Yeah. You got yeah, to let the crisp flow through you. Um, <laughs> if you got a, if you got a soul, you've got to, you know. Yeah, I mean, my, my. My like number one brewery lately is uh, is Warwick Farm, and they're putting out, they're putting out just a bomb beer after bomb beer. It, it's just like everything is like four point five, four point five, four point seven five. It's just everything is great. I, I haven't. Awesome. I'm sure that it, it there will come a point where I'm like, Ugh, this is all right. I'm done with them, but. So far, their their IPAs are great. Uh, you know, they're they're not overly like super double IPA style. Um, they have. A sen- I've been into the uh, single hop variation. The Sensation because- series has been great because they they'll put out like a what do we have the Mosaic Sensation, where it's yeah, just a single hop series. Really um, they did a uh, 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 a Maze Pilsner with Maze Malt. Oh, nice! And uh, and then they have a, a dry hop pilsner, the juicy. Pilsner, that's a sneaky. That's a sneaky trick too. When you brew a pilsner and you don't do a good job, it comes out tasting like corn. So <laughs> one with corn in it, and you don't do a good job, and it tastes like corn. Everybody thinks you did what you were trying to do. And when you call it, they called it maize for days. So I expected a yeah. big corn flavor. <laughs> there you go. See, that's a, that's a, that's a smart move too. Um, you know, the single hops one, I got to shout out Bon again too, because they make a, they make a series of beer called nice time and it's like nice time, whatever the name of the hop is. So the beer, the beer that I had over there was like nice time Nelson. And it was, um, 
Nelson Sauvin was like the single hop of it. And it's a single malt, single hop beer. And it like totally made me change the way I think about brewing IPAs. And like now I'm like on this whole kick of like messing with my water profile to try and get like a different body out of my beers and stuff entirely based on like the character of this beer. I've been obsessed with like the single hop variation as of recently. I think because actually because of Zeppi, he gave me a couple of the uh, Tonewood um, single mm-hmm. hop series. The monotones. The monotone and being a musician, I was kind of drawn into the name and everything. So it was like really cool. And I, I was obsessed. And then I had, well, imprinted one for Cit- uh, Citra. That was delicious. And then obviously um, Mosaic Sensation was off the charts. That was a great one from Warwick. Uh, doing it with, I will say doing it with Mosaic and Citra is kind of, is kind of like. It's easy. Well. If you can't make those hops taste like what IPA people want hops to taste like, well. Yeah, and I, I mean, you're basically throwing it right down the middle with those. But yeah. here's, the, here's the thing is, like, I'm I'm not an IPA person. And, like, the, the mosaic sensation was exactly what I look for in an IPA, where it's not, like, overly heavy. It's not overly hoppy. You know, yeah. it's, just, it's right down the middle. I, I just like something, like, it, it was, like, a, a nice, crispy IPA. Yeah, I see the nice time Nelson on uh, on their uh, photos here. I was just checking it out. And yeah, it's a hell of a beer. I, I was really, really, really. I mean, all, I like all their beer, but I, I tend to drink like their English stuff because that's what Sam really set out to brew, and that's like the stuff they've they're really, really known for is like Mui and um, and Nemo and beers like that. But um, I, I tried that nice time Nelson. I tried many beers there last time I was there the other day, and they were all fucking awesome. But that nice time, Nelson, I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like, I got to make my beer do this. Yeah, they uh, <laughs> once once I I because I I never really heard of Bond Place before your collaboration with them, um, because it, you know they're they're up in Bethlehem, so it, it's a bit of a hike for us. So, you know, I, mm-hmm. I I'm not. Yeah really well versed on them but once i once you did the collaboration with them and you kind of introduced us to sam i did like a deep dive on their their untapped and their instagram and just saw like some of the stuff that they're doing is crazy like uh i the one that i just saw today on their their chalkboard was a, a strong mild and it sounded super interesting uh i think he did that yeah. on the cask um and the, the one that I really, really want to try and it's, it's a, a style that's r- very near and dear to my heart, but I also want to try it because I want to say that I've tried nitro boner jams yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. I love his descriptions on untapped are just the one, some of the best out there. Cause he's like, well, it, it, he hasn't edited that thing in a year. No. Though. So if you're seeing the good ones, they're from over a year ago. But it, yeah. And it's like, it, it's like, it's a, he described an, a, a breakfast stout and he's like, if you want to call it a breakfast stout, I don't care. I don't think it's a breakfast stout. It's on nitro. Who cares? Just drink it. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah. All right. I was like, it definitely sounds like it sounds like a breakfast stout. Like, uh, it sounds like a, a like a, a Sam Smith, uh, uh, breakfast stout. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, like, that's definitely, that's my style is, uh, an, I always wanted every time we went out to the bar, like Dan and I, if there was a, a, a stout on nitro, I was getting it. 
Yeah. No matter which one, what kind it was, I'm getting it. Cause I like that, like that smooth, creamy, uh, the frothiness. Yeah. Um, not so much nitro IPAs. Uh, uh, it's pretty gross. Um, yeah, that was disgusting. I'll never do that again. Uh, but yeah, I mean that that's definitely my style is like that smooth, creamy, uh, chocolatey, oaty, uh, coffee flavor stout that you're getting from the nitro stout. And the fact that he called it boner jams is just, that's, I mean, it's awesome. He's got boner jams. He's got butt rock. His, his, uh, nomenclature is, is great. It's like right up my alley. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I like that he called out on the uh, on Boner Jam's description. He's like, "This isn't a reference to forty year old virgin, so stop asking me." <laughs> he was like, "Me and my friends were talking about this in two thousand three. It's before the movie. Shut up." <laughs> I like how all of his descriptions are just one-sided arguments with himself. <laughs> right, right. It's like, I, I know what you're thinking, and he's just talking to himself over there. Nobody's yeah, we, thinking it. <laughs> he's just yeah, angry typing in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> his whole his internal are- struggle with like nine of his different personalities. <laughs> yeah, his whole, whole staff is just sitting behind the bar trembling. <laughs> I can see that going down. Are we just nailing his personality? Because we've never met the man. (laughs) I feel like just be like, blink twice if you need help. (laughs) No, he's one of the he is one of the funniest, nicest dudes I know. And he just like nobody gets more joy out of just being hilarious like that. He's like the Jim Carrey of the beer world, you know? That's kind of what I, I view him as a little bit. He's just always fucking with people. It's great. (laughs) <laughs> uh, um so we did talk about uh the uh the store-bought uh variations um a little late to the key lime game bud why do you say that everybody's doing the key lime stuff and yeah and then- I, did a, I did a key lime bake shop bail he did. A year and a fucking half ago. <laughs> right? And it's basically the exact same beer. And uh, nobody gave a shit about that. But when we called it store-bought double IPA, Q-Line, <laughs> oh, all of a sudden it was a goddamn revelation. But now, oh, I'm late to the game. First of all, no, everybody's late to the game. They've been selling key lime pie for like 150 fucking years. So this is not an innovative... That's a sub rant, but I want to do it. Um, I don't want to trash your dude, your friend at Experimental Beer or the dudes at Dogfish Head or anything, but brewing beers exactly the same way as everybody else is brewing them and then throwing in food ingredients that are already well-known combinations of ingredients is not creative or experimental from any brewery doing it. If 19 people did key lime, the first guy to recently release it didn't come up with the idea of mixing coconut and lime together. Like everybody can go fuck themselves. Uh, I knew this was a powder cake. Yeah, this went, this went way. He was going to bring this up and I'm like, oh, I was like, bring it up, Tom. That's a really good idea. (laughs) This went way better than expected. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so like, first and foremost, like, the probably the first 
the first guy in the area to release like a similar beer to this, like a hoppy key lime beer. Because I don't, I don't, I've never tried it. I don't know if it exists, but it's probably tired hands because like they cycled through like this whole kind of like world of flavor profiles years before a lot of people were doing it um, in IPAs at least. Like people were doing it in lots of different styles of beer, but not not necessarily hoppy ones. That being said, I did a key lime pie a long fucking time ago. Um, and also, most importantly, nobody's creative because everybody ripped the goddamn idea off from a classic pastry. It's not like some dude was like the first guy to come up with the idea that lime and coconut tasted good to me. So, like it's so the reason I bring that up, and it's not, it's absolutely not not a shot at you. Um, no, I know. I just yeah. I need to, you know. I need, yeah, you need, need to. You, need and, and if you want to come I'm on, every, if you want to come on every week and just invent about your your gripes <laughs> with the craft beer world, I, I think that would probably. Yeah, I, mean, be, I, I would love a recurring segment. That sounds good. You know what really I, grinds my gears. <laughs> <laughs> You know what really malts my hops? Um, but now I, I, it's just every every beer release is something with key lime. It's yeah. just a, like a, every if you go on Instagram and you follow, you know, Dan and I are are kind of in the same boat. It's like we we follow Instagram beer releases uh the breweries in the area and it's just been week after week it's just key lime release key lime release key lime release um and some have done done it better than others um we had a uh, it does make me think about uh i do want to i do want to um um uh, uh, I, I, I guess I want to do it, uh, make an addendum to my my score for uh, our beer last week because yeah we did a uh, how's it goza uh, from well crafted in Lansdale and they did a mm-hmm. uh, they did a key lime goza with coriander and sea salt um, which sure they're I mean you want you want to tell me how those flavors go together because they I mean it's sea salt and well, lime. coriander. You're not supposed to taste the sea salt in a goza, and salt and coriander are like the traditional additions to a goza. So it was definitely but salt. Like that is, yeah, you're not supposed to like, gozas always have salt in them, but it's not supposed to taste like you're drinking the ocean. You know what I mean? Like you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to have a pint of pasta water. Like it, it's supposed to be a very <laughs> subtle thing. And if you use the coriander at all, the coriander is supposed to be in the, the forefront of that. Okay, so exactly. so that was part of our summer crusher series, um, which we've been doing for for the last month, and uh, and we're not rating it as a gosa; we're rating it as a summer crusher. Um, and I drank my last one yesterday after being out in the ninety degree weather, replacing uh, deck planks. Uh, and I crushed that thing and it was goddamn delicious. Um, I told you, man, I did the same thing after I mowed yeah. my lawn, did a whole dad day of just doing my backyard, weed whacking, yeah. leaf blowing. So I, I rated a, a three, five on the, uh, on the, the podcast. Uh, I'm going to addend that to a, uh, a, a four, which doesn't change the score, uh, at all, nope. uh, but it'll change, uh, my, 
uh, outlook on it. So four for uh, how's it goes for well-crafted. So good on you. It was a delicious beer. Great brewery. Um, if you haven't had a chance to check them out, well-crafted is excellent. I have a lot of friends in the Lansdale area and Lansdale music scene. So um, I frequent that area a lot and it's probably one of the best breweries in there in uh, Lansdale. Yeah. And there's weirdly a lot of breweries in Lansdale. Oh yeah, they are two blocks away from Round Guys, and then five minutes down the road, you've got Ten Seven in North Wales. Um, you've got McAllister. I mean, it's it's crazy. You could probably like spend a whole day Ubering to all of those different breweries in Lansdale. Yeah, and they're like five minutes away from each other. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool. But also, if you're like me and you live forty minutes from Lansdale, um, it's going to be a long Uber home if you do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, <laughs> And ten ten seven did uh, utterly absurd, which uh, kind of jocked your style. Uh, they did a uh, an absurd Oreo. amount of Oreos in a stout. Um, <laughs> bake that shop. was like drinking Oreo syrup. Yeah, I, I Oreo, Oreo this, Bake Shop was better. Yeah, I was gonna say Bake Shop was cleaner. It was delicious. I mean, utterly, it, obviously, utterly absurd was a different style of beer because it was a stout. But being dark like that, it was so syrupy with like the chocolate which, and the Oreo. Which is weird because I, when I got the Oreo cheesecake uh, Bake Shop, I was thinking it should have been a stout, and then I drank it, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is clean. It's creamy. It's nice." Uh, well, that's the thing about a lot of those styles of beers. I think that's the genius of the. I mean, everybody, myself included, clowns these, like, dessert IPAs, like the milkshake or whatever you want to call it. But, like, the genius of it is, is, like, the flavors are, like, too matchy-matchy when you put flavors in a stout a lot of times, I think, because it's a lot easier. It's it's a lot easier to take, like, an IPA or, or some kind of cream ale or something and, like, make the profile balance so you're not just, like, giving like putting yourself in like diabetic shock but it's also but like, like have, it's also like a cream ale isn't a, like a, it's not a popular style i don't i right. i don't see too many breweries putting out cream ales yeah and i've done like five in the last like six months which I, so that's like a different thing but um good on yeah. I mean, a little, I, little inside baseball. We got some more cream ales on the way. No, I mean, well, we just did like we did the bake shop and we did the one guy from high school and we did walk a mile. Okay, and, yeah. Um, yeah, like yeah, we've done a lot of different like variations on the cream. We did um, hanging with Carney's a while ago, the nitro cream ale on vanilla, which I'd like to revive. Um, Please do. See how that yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, I still have a bake yeah. shop sitting down in my uh, in my fridge. I'm letting it age a little bit. I'm gonna bring some more of that. Yeah, yeah. Around. Put some. Put I'm some stealing it on there. <laughs> <laughs> it's good it's to sitting, know. It's sitting next to my 2015 old Rasputin. Oh shit! That is. Oh god! Yeah, shout out There's to Ben. There's a lot going on there when you're when you're you're selling those two beers together. <laughs> That's kind of like a dystopian hell, you know. <laughs> I've got I've got like it's a whole like, like right, right there. <laughs> I've got like a whole aging section in my beer. I'm just like I'm going to age you and I'm going to age you. My wife's like, oh, hey, I'm aging a black just- league. I told you the age of black league, right? You saved one. Yep. I got a black league. Okay. I got one black every, it's almost like every stick man that I get that isn't an IPA. I just let sit in my fridge for a couple months. 
So, so I recently had a black league that was sitting in my fridge and it got so much better with just like the little bit of age I gave it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was like, wow. I didn't like, I remember the beer being good when I first had it. It wasn't like that when I had it like a week well, ago. You know, the thing we don't do any kind of set, like clarifying stuff besides like, just like things related to aging and like some minor treatments like in the liquid itself. So a lot of times, you will get a can that's got a little yeast floating in it still, and that can dull a lot of the flavor. So okay. just let it sit for a week even just like lets that yeast settle out. And like, I've been doing that um, with the store bots actually. Um, all of yeah. these, uh, the fruit variations, yeah. I've actually been drinking them uh, one to two days after mm-hmm. your release because I let them sit and kind of chill a little bit in my fridge. Yeah, that's look- the way to do it because you get a lot of sediment. Like we try to keep it out, but if you want to – like part of our thing, and we don't really harp on this too much, but part of the – Uh-oh. Oh, no. Did we lose Ethan? Ethan, no. Oh, did we lose him? Yep. I think we lost him. <clears throat> All right. Oh, oh, oh. He's back. He's back. back. You back? (laughs) Ethan, you there? Yeah, back. All right. All right. See, we lost you at part (laughs) of the thing. Oh, yeah. So part of the thing about making, like, natural beer that doesn't have a lot of, like, filtration and isn't, like, fucked with a lot is that, like, no matter what you do, you will end up with some sediment in there, you know? And it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, depending on which like where in the run we were when you got your can, there's going to be a little bit more or less. And it's, it's not, um, it's never going to be at a point where it's like undrinkable or like really bad to drink, but like letting it sit for a day or two, even just like allows that sediment to settle out and then you can get the real character. Of right. The I, and the, the thing I like to do is, you know, I get a four pack and a lot of these beers anymore that you're getting in a, a from a craft brewery, you're not, you're not going to sit back and crush a four pack, you know, throughout the night. Um, right. especially if you're like me, my wife doesn't drink IPAs. So if I'm getting an IPA, I'm drinking all those beers by myself. I like to drink one fresh and then I'll pick at them over the next like week or two. Um, yeah. like I, like, That's I, way to do it. like I have, so I still have some peach cobblers down in my, down in my fridge. Yeah. Um, they're probably getting way better too. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Ethan, I got a question for you, actually, uh, speaking of like full four packs. Um, I've been seeing a lot of breweries doing the, uh, the variety packs of like what they have kind of at the brewery, kind of to try, I guess, incentivize selling more of the different kinds of beer that they have. Mm-hmm. Have you been noticing that like people have been doing that, like kind of like they've been taking a, like four of like beers that are similar to each other and kind of doing like little promo four packs or letting people craft their own four packs at breweries? Um. Honestly, I'm the wrong guy to ask about that. I'm not super tuned into like what I, I maybe I should be, but I, I'm not super tuned into like how things are being sold. If that makes uh-huh. sense, I, I pay attention to like what people are brewing, but I kind of zone out in the because <laughs> the honest. I mean, I'm not trying to be rude about, it, but the honest answer is like I don't intend to buy most of it. You know, like it, yeah. it's it's hard to be a consumer of of stuff that you like handle all the time and then like can also get for free. So I, but we don't do, we don't do mixed four packs, but we have started selling 
single cans at Chester Springs and at Tony Joe's. Exactly. So that's why I was asking. Um, I have a friend of mine who's just getting into craft beer and I pointed him to the direction of Stickman. I was like, you have to try Stickman. That, he lives out. Is that Stephen yeah. Madsen? That is Stephen Madsen. Shout and he'll Madsen. I appreciate that, man. Thanks for sending me a customer. Yeah, so I sent him. He lives in uh, out near Honeybrook, which is near Coatesville. So I had mm-hmm. him come out to the Chester Springs location, and they allowed him because he's kind of a he's kind of a novice. He crafted his own little four pack out of like recommendations, and yeah. he had a great experience there too. Like the guy really helped him, and every single beer he had, he said it. He's like, I love this. He's like, these are great beers. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, Dave over at Chester Springs is like the front of the house manager there. He's a really solid dude. He's, he's He's great with everybody. He's he's really like he's really really good about like answering your questions about beer, and he's he's really good. I think sometimes when people come into to breweries like ours that are a little more established and kind of like brew a combination of like very like stuff that is almost like an inside joke with like the serious craft beer community, like all these New Englands and stuff, and then yeah. everything we brew is kind of like. They're not like off the wall styles, but like if you're unfamiliar with beer and you ask for a lager and you're offered a Maybach, you might be like, what the fuck is this? And Dave is, Dave is really good about like not making people feel stupid about that. You know, I feel like you can go into certain breweries and people kind of make you feel dumb if you're not already in the know. And Dave's really, really good about being like, like, nice to you which some breweries absolutely and that, that was a know? big thing that i experienced uh going to chester springs is <clears throat> before you know back when i was getting back into uh, into craft beer um i went to chester springs and I, I picked up some plain chicken nuggets and i was like you know what was what's a good beer to go with this one you know i'm trying to i'm trying to get like three or four beers that all kind of go together and he was you know he was happy to come around and show, you know go into the fridge and be like oh you know well you know this one is good i have this one on tap you want to try this you know want to taste this one or you know it, it was i've definitely uh had very good experiences with dave every time i've been to that location yeah I think like the, the selling, like the front end of craft beer right now really need like step it up just like that. Like to sell the beer that, that way to make people want to like get more and more of it or just even varieties like that. I think the craft like four pack kind of like, you know, pick your own kind of thing. Like selling singles is a good, I think it's a good idea for, uh, especially for people like our friend, Steve, who's, you know, trying out craft beer for the first time. I mean, he walked away. I think he got, he got store-bought original. He got store-bought key lime. He got um, Arm the Rebels, which is a personal favorite of mine as a regular IPA. Um, and then he also got um, Table Beer, which was mm-hmm. – that was the one that he, like, could not stop raving about. He's like, he's like, I wish I could buy a case of this because he's like – He's like a basic. He's a he's a hella he's a Sly Fox hella slogger guy. Like he's the kind of guy that'll uh, sit down and and drink a case of hella slogger over a weekend. We'll definitely sell him a case of table beer if he wants it. It'll be substantially more expensive than a case of Sly Fox Hellas. That's but, why he was like, he's like, I wish I could. He's like, I wish I could get a case of this. Yeah, yeah I guess that makes sense. Yeah, an eighty dollar case of Blondale is expensive, but. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I I don't, I I never really understood the fact that, uh, like craft breweries don't do 
the mix like the mix four pack oh, because it's a fucking nightmare um i mean okay. even like the so i'll tell you why so like okay. even the way that we do it we're charging you for the individual can right, right. we also have the picnic tables at chester springs like the giant parking lot in Royersford is not like the right space to set up an outdoor section and we don't want to get like mob mobs who haven't been like really actively pushing it but there are outdoor tables at the chester springs area so even in the like at the stage of reopening we're at now people can buy single cans to go go sit down at the table and enjoy a beer with like whatever their food is so that's why we're doing it so like if you want to buy four beers at the single can price you can but the problem is if i've based my entire sales model around selling four packs if you take a single can out of one of those four packs i can't sell that whole four pack anymore so like yeah after i I work on like all of the inventory and stuff and then i've got to like take all these random four packs out of rotation to make like four packs for people and then i have to like manage the section where all the mixed packs are that people are putting together themselves and keep that inventory together and then like just potentially also just like burn a bunch of four packs and the honest truth man is it's like you're never going to walk into the brewery and be like i'm not buying anything because i can't buy a mixed four pack so there's like there's not really a good business reason for me to like go through like eliminating profitable inventory for the sake of it and also dealing with that headache when like if it's like a maker if it was like a make or break product everybody would figure out how to do it right the reason nobody's doing it it's like it's like punk rock t-shirts like we were just talking about it's like merch is the mixed four pack it's like Everybody says they want it, but they only want it once. And then they want to buy the one beer that they really liked out of that mixed four pack in multiple four packs. Yeah. You're you're fucking up a lot of inventory to satisfy like a small amount of customers one time. You know what I mean? It looks good on the consumer end for us here sitting on the other side and everything. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it looks great. It looks like a lot of fun, but it it just sucks to manage. Yeah. It's like, you know, you get a Wegmans and, it's nice to put together like a mix six or like you go to, you go to like foodery in Phoenixville and they have the, you know, you can do a mix four packs or mix how many, you know, however many. You, do you know why all that they all do that? They're all the beers that are out of date code. It's oh, so awesome that, or oh, that makes Talk a lot of sense it. because I, I got uh, some uh, baby juice from uh, Stolen Sun in Exton, and I was like, wow, this is a extremely mediocre beer. So you got it on, like, because I told you about how good, like, yes. baby juice is yes. from Stolen Sun, because I got it fresh from there. I'm like, yo, if you see this beer, you have to get it. Stolen Sun is like this diamond in the rough out there in Exton. Got to check out. Oh, the they're beer. great, too. They're really fucking awesome. Yeah. And then, yeah, so he, he got a four pack and, um, he gave, he gave two of them to me, like one of the baby juices, another one of their, uh, their wheat beer. Wheat beer was still good because wheat beer is kind of, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They can basically hold their own for a little while longer. That baby juices, we, uh, my wife and I shared it and she was like, I don't remember it being like this when we were at the brewery or the ones we got from the brewery. And I'm like, yeah, th- this tastes like strange. And then I still had a can from the brewery. So we cracked that. We're like, this is completely different. This one has to be like old or something. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they do is because once it's out of date code, it doesn't matter about the inventory. Anyway, they just take it out of inventory market is destroyed. 
and then sell it as. But like that's why it's easy for places like Wegmans and the Foodery to do that because it's only old beer available in the next six pack. And to be honest, that actually has deterred me from like using places like that. Um, when I like now, I'm like I'm I'm like the uh, the release hunter. I'm just going on Instagram hunting the next release because yeah. I don't want I don't want to have that old beer. I'm even like questioning when some stuff comes up from like my favorite places in Virginia to like up here. I'm like all right, like how long has it been down in Virginia before, you know, this beer distributor picked it up? You should be able to get a couple months though. I would say if the beer, even like a hoppy beer, it's not going to be like what it was when it was like fresh, but if it can't hold up for, for a couple of months, like two months in cans, it's, it's uh, a problem with the brewery. But that being said, at the same time, you know, a lot of these places, that's like assuming the shit's refrigerated, right? Like a lot of these places. It wasn't refrigerated, was it, Tom? No. Like that baby juices, yeah. No, it was that warm. It's just on the shelf. Like the worst way to buy hoppy beer. Most beer, it's fine. But like hoppy beer is just like warm out sitting on a shelf in like a retail store like that. It breaks my heart when I go to like Wegmans and I'm, buying food and i see like a pillar of new trail just sitting room temperature in their beer section because i know that beer needs to be refrigerated i'm like this this breaks my heart that people are trying this beer at room temperature as it's been sitting there for probably at least a week which wegmans is a is a big uh they're a a big uh part of that because last time i went to uh actually giant uh, Giant was a big one. I went to Giant and they had like six different varieties of of New Trail. And it, yeah. And it was all just sitting out warm on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll happen. I mean, it's just like there's only so much refrigeration space. And the problem, but the problem is, man, it's just like everybody only wants to buy one style of beer and they can't all fit in the fridge, you know? Yeah, I, I get their yeah their business model like that. It even broke my heart to see like plain chicken nuggets on a freaking store shelf, and I was just like, ah, I know that needs to be in the fridge. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough for us too because it's a double edged sword because we need to get our beer in front of people, but at the same time, we know that most retail stores that buy the beer are not like kind of handling it with the care that it needs. Like, you know, and it's unfortunate, and it's like I said because like. I wish that I could just wholesale fucking table beer and like sever like Hellas Lager because like it wouldn't really matter. But like, yeah. with, um, but you know that's not the stuff that that's not the stuff that moves. And unfortunately, the stuff that moves is also stuff that like requires better handling. You know, so it's it's what are you gonna do? Yeah. Oh, understandable. It's yeah. It's one of the things that's been kind of like I guess another thing about craft beer that has been making me push more towards like i guess even more not buying from these stores but buying local just like going to directly to the brewery and getting it straight from the horse's mouth essentially you're always going to have a better experience buying directly from the brewery like all these retailers are great but like you are really always going to have your best bet buying direct from the brewery well i i just actually brought this up to a to a friend of mine who bought uh, some Sly Fox beer from a distributor that's down the street from the brewery. Yeah. I was like, why would you do that? You not, you're getting it fresh from the brewery. Also you're paying like $20 less at the brewery to buy a case of Hellas lager than you are at a distributor. Like you can, you can just drive right down the street. 
Yeah, that was like when I went over to uh, Ethan's uh, Ethan's neighbor's uh, distributor and I saw Stickman in there. I'm like, why? Why would I oh, even yeah. get it here? <laughs> Man, I love I love the dudes at Parktown. They're so friendly to us and they're so nice. And as individuals, are huge supporters. But I would say to them, it's just like I don't understand why you guys want our beer in here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, it doesn't make doesn't make sense to me. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I think that. Um, you know, but they sell it. They sell it. So I know I happen. saw it. I saw it when I was like in line for checkout. I'm like, no shit. The only <laughs> thing, the only thing that I could think of on that end is like that they're getting the, the, you know, the, the Hicks of like, you know, Roar, the Roars Ford Springfield area. That. Like it's like, they're the, getting that blue collar. Like, yeah, They're getting the guys that are coming in for like Bush light. And they're like, well, what, what's this stick man all about? <laughs> no, right I think that's why it's good because the other the other thing is our best grocery store, the grocery store that buys the most stick man is the Warriors for Giant right yep. next to the brewery yep. also. You know, and, and so I think it to me it's an it's great for the customers where it's like where Easy. it's like well yeah, where they you know, there's a lot of people that are probably walking down that giant thing that have no idea where one shopping center absolutely from that well if, yeah, you've, ever, if you've ever gone into the Royals for giant yeah the clientele there doesn't exactly scream craft beer <laughs> i am a i am a frequenter of the Royals for giant being the uh Royals ford rattlesnake and i don't everything. i don't have the sound set up dan you can't that's do okay. this to me that's okay I was, I was why would say. you oh, <laughs> why would you set me up like that to fail you're setting me up for failure dan Oh, bad. But I am a I am a frequenter as the Rose Ford Housewife. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, yeah I'm a frequenter there. The and, got? <laughs> and I would I mean, say it's probably a good idea. Good, don't it? Son of a bitch. Now you're, now you're going to play all of them. <laughs> As I'm like, as I'm trying to be intellectual with my craft beer talk, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. So I think <laughs> like having, having stick man at that giant is perfect for like, like the normal, like I wouldn't even call it like maybe the, like the lay person who can't open a PDF, let alone order online for stick man. They can just right. go to giant, and pick it up. Right. And I think it's cool. My thing is more, I don't understand why those businesses want it. You know what I mean? It's not about like, I, I understand why it's beneficial for me, but like, so in my view, right. If you go to Parktown and Parktown's your beer distributor and you buy our beer at Parktown and then you find out that you really like our beer and then actually we're next door to Parktown and we too have like 30 varieties of beer that you can choose from. Yeah. Like absolutely. We're going to we're going to siphon a bunch of that guy's business from Parktown. Like to me, why does why did they want to do that? You know? Like I don't it's just like a thing where it's like it's this thing where it's like 
I obviously am missing something about the retail beer game because the guys at Parkdown know what they're doing. And like the guy, people at Giant obviously know what they're doing. So there's like an aspect of this that I'm just not understanding. Parkdown know? has to be doing something right if they're selling like craft four packs for like $24 a four pack. Like I went in there one time, like picked up a four pack and laughed because I was only there for like beer for my family, like which is like the standard like Coors Light lager. And then I was like, you know what? I'm curious. How much is this like new trail that I'm seeing right here? Turn it around, it's like twenty four fucking dollars. I was like, not happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're 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 killing it though. They're a great beer to shoot. Parkdown actually genuinely, and I'm surprised by this um, because I, I I don't know what I mean by that, but like it, Parkdown is genuinely one of the better beer distributors in the area too, which is like cool. They have like a good selection and they're also just like, sometimes you go to beer distributors, it's like this weird vibe and there's like, you like you feel like you stepped yeah. into the twilight zone and there's just like piles of trash everywhere. You should, uh, I, I don't know if you have yet or not, uh, Ethan, but you should check out Frank A. Smith in Pottstown. I'm familiar with Frank A. Smith. They have a great yeah. craft section. Uh, yeah. they have a growl and fill craft. station. Um, yeah, they've come a long way from the the Frank A. Smith that I remember back in high school. Um, I mean, I I still remember the Frank A. Smith from high school. Not that I, not, the, not that we frequented them when we were in high school. <laughs> of course not. It's not like we were like a couple parking lots down the road waiting for someone else to buy our beer back in high school, but <laughs> but um, the same people. Uh, still own the place. It has a great craft beer um, selection. Another place that um, hold dear to my heart and I drive out of my way to go to it is Kunda in King of Russia. One of the best yeah. um, yes. beer selections. And I mean, the craft beer knowledge that they have too, like when you go in there and you, I struck up a conversation on my lunch break one time that like, I was probably like 45 minutes late for my lunch, just like talking beer with one of the guys there. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, and it's cool. It's cool to see these retailers doing a good job because sometimes exactly. they do, you know? Yeah. And they've been bringing beer in from like, I, I name drop this place all the time. Aslan's one of my favorite breweries, um, in the, I guess, I guess I would say on the East coast and they bring that stuff up from Virginia and it's the only place I've been able to find it. And every time they do a drop, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you just saw. I, I, I saw the light of your phone, Ethan, and yeah, Sam just for all of us. Yeah, I, can anybody decipher that for me? <laughs> I'm. I, there's got to be a code in there somewhere. It's like one of those like serial killer messages where it's like every other uh, every other letter is like it makes a sentence or there's some kind of there's some kind of cipher in there. I, I wonder if he's like um, if he's like Brad Pitt from Fight Club and he's just he's just living in Ed Norton's head talking he, like this. He's just he's just like he's the dark personality of Ethan. Yeah, like like we're talking to Ethan, but at the same time, Ethan is also the head brewer of Bond Place. It's just like a different fucking it's just one a different personality. I mean, we're 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 only at a, an hour, hour 12. Do you think we could bring him on? I don't know um, what he's trying to communicate here. If he's if he's done at work or not, but um, he 
<laughs> is he in the also is he in the right headspace to be on yeah yeah homie. The, the, um, i might have to i might have to grab another beer if we're gonna have this guy on here because i'm like oh, you didn't honest, come prepared with another honest, beer day i've got a, i've got a brew in the morning so there's no way i'm gonna be able to be on the podcast for another hour and a half um if you want to bring sam on i'll do it but the caveat is i've got about 15 to 20 minutes left in me <laughs> that's fair i i think we i, I don't know it just debating by uh, yeah, bringing uh, a loaf of bread to a gunfight. I yeah, we're getting a, we're getting text from from Sam from uh, Bond Place. I can't tonight. even make sense. I'm like, they're out there. Uh, they're is- out there for Sam. <laughs> <laughs> but then you you didn't already you didn't uh you didn't pack a third beer in you. I I did not. I thought yeah. we were just doing maybe the. Uh, That's a rookie mistake. Yeah, it's a it's rookie okay. Mistake. I still got, I still got a little bit of a. Uh, Ale style ale here. I'm a I'm I've moved on to a, a super soft IPA by Sloop. Ooh, I do like I a super my, soft. I got my experimental beer can glass. Shout out Harry. Uh, look at this product placement. Yep. <clears throat> um. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't even know where we're, we left that off at. Uh, it, Sam has I know. thrown the proverbial exacto knife into this podcast. To the face. Yeah. He is a wild man. He is a wild man, you know? Yeah. Um, so I feel like I had questions for you. Oh, okay. So I have, um, I have a grape that was uh, brought up to me and it has, uh, it has imprinted a, uh, uh, a, a, a feeling of uh, I, I wouldn't say betrayal um, but it is it, it's impr- it's gotten a lot better it's gotten a lot better it's I'm imprinted a nasty that. taste in my mouth and stop uh, it it's gotten better it's about they've heard, they've, they've heard they've heard the podcast they know it's gotten better it's about the artificial sellouts <laughs> so the thing is, man, just make more fucking beer. You know? <laughs> okay. I will say that some breweries have listened to this podcast, and my most recent experience was very bountiful. They had a lot in stock. Okay, so it's not just one brewery. It's definitely we've we've definitely experienced this with multiple breweries. Um yeah, like, there also is a brewery that we experienced this with that Ethan may or may not have called them douchebags, but you know, we, we won't get into exactly. It's not the original one that we're talking about here. It's another brewery that I won't get into the location or the name of them. There's several that I've called douchebags publicly before, but um, it's all <laughs> just brew more fucking beer. You know, like why don't you want to sell more beer? You know what? I, I will say this, the one that fucking Tom led in on, um, not only blocked us for like a solid two weeks as a podcast, and personally, I had my personal Instagram and the podcast Instagram. What did you guys do? Is that because of our episode? No, no it wasn't. It's because we just, we kept bringing it up because. It's because we called I, them out on their bullshit and they didn't like it. 
It's as simple as that. We didn't, even, we didn't make any posts anywhere on their Instagram or any of their social media. We talked about how, like, I had a negative experience where I ordered a certain amount of beer for a bunch of people because I was still within the pack per limit or the, you know, um, packs per limit, whatever it was. Like, it was like a four person or four, pa- or four packs four four packs per person i was still within the limit and they confirmed my order took my money and when the time i got up there to get the beer they had to refund me for at least half of my order so on the podcast i complained about it because it wasn't just my order i had friends on this order that i had to refund or find suitable substitutions uh stick man at rebel hill um to to put into their uh order for them and i griped about it on the podcast um it's a it's a brewery that i i do hold close to my heart because they have a lot of i have a lot of friends in that area and i do like their beer and i don't know if they listened or what but i went to their brewery the last time for a release and i saw coolers full of beer and it made I feel like I made a difference personally as the Roseburg Rattlesnake. There was a big outcry after they did the sellout thing in the middle of the pandemic because like they specifically got a lot of shit a bunch of people waiting in line and I think that's when it happened but like my point is did you see how fucking easy it was for them? How quickly they just magically had all that beer all of a sudden. That's my point, man, is it's like, look, I'm not, I go on these kind of things a lot and I talk about this shit and I feel like some people listen to it and just go, well, if Stickman sold more beer, they'd sell out too. And it's like, sure. That's a way to look at it. I don't deny that. Like, but if you brewed less beer, you'd sell out more too. Right. Imprint is certainly selling more retail cans. And you know what, actually, I don't know if I would actually say certainly are. They are much more high profile than us. And, and I would be, I would be less surprised to find out they were selling more beer than us than to find out they were selling less beer than us. At the same time, you can make more fucking beer, man. It's not hard. I wholesale in two states and do release two new two new beers at a minimum every single week, and we have thirty varieties in stock, and still nothing sits for more than a month in the fucking cooler. And we kind of juggle all of that together. And like these guys, like all of these other breweries in the area are trying to convince the average consumer that they can't even keep four beers in stock and they have to show up and wait in a line for an hour and like be, it's just such bullshit. All right, so yeah. and it was bullshit during the pandemic too. And you're, I agree a hundred percent on that because I did one of those lines in the pouring rain only to get refunded for half of my order. Right. So I was, I, yeah, I was heated coming into this podcast and like, I- I'm I know. Not, like I'm not shy. I, yeah, you should have been heated because they're 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 fucking manipulating customers in order to get you kind of like on the hook with their product, right? And that's the problem. Is it's like you know, like could I be a richer man if I played that game too? Sure, but it's just like shitty behavior. And I also think it's short-sighted behavior because like. The, the the trend of people getting super excited about individual beer releases is not a is not a thing that's going to let, like keep us a business sustained for the long run you know so here's here's my big gripe with them um 
I, I've never had any of their beer. Um, and I will never have any of their beer. It's just, it's just the way that I am. I, Dan can attest to this. I hold a grudge. Uh, you probably, yeah, in, in life, he's you, fucking Irish. That's what he does. In, in, life, <laughs> in life, it's probably not healthy to hold grudges, but I do. Um, Dan had bad experiences with them. Uh, the shit that they've done is just, it's dumb. Um, you know, uh, Tom's the guy you want in a bar fight. That's going to be like, are you messing with my bro? Because he'll like, he'll get, he got in between me and imprint. Like he was like, trying to be like, he's like, Dan, you stay out of this. I'll take care of this for you. Oh, (laughs) oh, 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 you, oh, smoogies. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk shit. I still love that brewery. And I think they did turn around. Fuck so. them. Fuck their beer. Fuck everything <laughs> about them. Um, they, they, they made an improvement in my last experience. I will tell you this weekend here, if, if it keeps going. Here's, so I'm here, going to this one. All right. So Ethan, here's the biggest point of contention for me. They mm-hmm. put out the, 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 uh, the un, unnamed uh, brewery that we're speaking of put out a beer that was, uh, it has unnamed. We've dropped it at least four times in the last five minutes. Okay. So Imprint <laughs> put out a beer called uh, Strawberry Turp Swirl that was absolute. Uh, it was universally panned, saying that it was dog shit. On untapped, a lot of people, yeah, they trashed yes. it. Okay. So we wanted to give it a fair shake. So. <laughs> Let us review this beer on the podcast. We want to see what the hype is all about. Fuck, we weren't we'll, even saying. We'll like, drink it with the brewmaster. Come on yeah, the podcast. Man. We'll drink it all together, and we will yeah. give it a fit. We will give you our honest opinion. It could be, you know, we could be. We could tell you this is a great tasting yeah. beer. Yeah, we could say it's great, or it's just not for us. We could. Yeah. I mean, we're. I reached out to them because they were accepting um, returns of the beer and refunds yeah. for the beer. So and and, and and Ethan, you can attest to this that the the douchebaggery on untapped is it's a real thing yeah i mean i hate untapped untapped ruined the fucking beer world but that's a different discussion for a different time <laughs> so based on like some of the funniest untapped ratings i've ever seen oh, i ripped them apart yeah i i looked up like i was looking up people that had this beer that I knew were in the area because I have a lot of friends who love that brewery. So I mm-hmm. reached out to them. I reached out to a ton of places to try and get this before I was like, you know what? I'm going to reach out directly to imprint and be like, Hey, you know, I have this podcast. We review beers. We've been hearing a lot of speculation about this strawberry terp swirl. We want to see, I know you're getting returns for it. I will pay or those gladly pay for those returns and try this beer and give it a fair shake. And we'll give you an absolutely unbiased opinion on it. Yeah. In fact, it might've been more biased as I'm a fan of the brewery. Right. And they, they it may be offset. It, it might've been offset by my hatred of the brewery. So it wasn't, it, their response was less than favorable. I would say no, their no, respo- no, go, go, go into the response, Dan. Yeah. So their response was, I'm sorry, but we're drinking it as fast as it's being returned because it's so with six O's good. And it made my blood boil as soon as I saw that. That is a terrible way to handle that. 
Yeah, that's a crappy way to handle it. Like, I'm like literally just being trying to be like, I, I want to try this beer. I'm curious. I'm I'm a beer, I'm a IPA yeah, guy. There's I'm a lot of ways to, to respond to something too, because like at Stickman, like we get media requests that we don't want to do a lot, but there's like a way to respond to it that's not like like weirdly condescending. Like they were trying to be funny, but what they were basically doing was saying yeah everybody's criticism is bullshit. We don't want to talk to you. Yeah. And then they heard, and then they said, we've heard enough reviews. And that was the last thing they said. And I said, basically I was, I'm a, I'm a PMA guy. Like, listen, I'm a, I'm a very, I'm I'm a more positive, uh, beam of light on this podcast than my counterpart there, Tom. So I was like, ah, bummer. Okay. No, no problem. And then after I asked about that, we talked about on the podcast that same week we were blocked. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, we, we said like, have your, have your head brewer come on, have anybody fuck, have your bartender come on from anybody, come on, anybody come on and try the beer with us. If we don't like it, Tell us what we're tasting because there's they just went on and said, oh, Terps is a different, different flavor for people. Oh, it's like, all right, well, all right, let us let us taste it. Let us tell you what we're tasting. Come on. Yeah. Tell us why this beer should taste better than it does. Yeah, we don't sucks like we actually go in and talk about the beer like it's not like ah this is terrible we'll never drink it again we go into like okay i'm tasting this this and this fuck i told Uh, you i i I told you i and i bring it up multiple times i've told ethan that i rated a fuck the hills have eyes uh the hellas have eyes or whatever it's called uh a a fucking three but i i and i don't know why i rated a three it probably because it wasn't because you had sucked or it's because it wasn't it wasn't (laughs) sly fox hellas i i don't know but um but like the thing is you know man there's two ways to look at it it's like i've released batches that were under par and like kind of taken the lumps and been pissed off about it. And I've released that. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time and I've released batches of beer that I genuinely felt were great that like I was shocked when people didn't like them. And I've been in that situation before and it really fucking sucks. It really does. But like the way to do it is to like just either say fucking nothing or like acknowledge the people coming in to you like the way that like you don't have to be like a snarky asshole about it it's like one of those like it's like that apology where it's like i'm sorry that i that you are offended by what i said you know exactly if you really give a shit about giving your customers only what they expect and want then these like half-assed apologies about like well you just didn't understand what we were doing when we put fucking terpenes in a goddamn strawberry milkshake beer what were you like that's the other part of this is it's like you don't really have a lot to <laughs> understand on as like this high-minded whatever i don't really want to trash other beers but like that pisses me off because like i get it's the same kind of like beginning rant that i was going on about like just putting shit that is a tried and true recipe from a pastry into a beer is not creative. You kind of lose your moral high ground to claim that you were trying to do like quote unquote, like interesting shit or like be experimental and push the edge when actually 95% of what you do is, is mostly fruit. Here, here's also the thing. Here's the thing. It's like, I come from a world of criticism, you know, I, I, right. I, 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 
I I'm, I have an art background and it's just my whole like collegiate life has just been criticism. And if right. you, when I see someone that is not able to take criticism, like a petulant you know, schoolgirl, it, <laughs> it pisses me off. It's like, man, take take the criticism. OK, you made a bad batch of beer. We get it. Everyone's still going to buy your beer. You have the reputation. Take your lumps right. and make okay, okay. People didn't like well, this. All, all it had to be was, but the problem is too, like at that point they were already like so deep in this like controversy because like of all the line shit and everything. It was just like not a good time, but it's like, that's, that's like, we're saying the same thing. It's like, I totally agree with you. It's just like, you're kind of like, I'm trying to figure out a good, a good way to articulate this without sounding like I'm totally like shitting on these people. Um, okay. So like one of my favorite bars to go to, I talk about them all the time. I was on a really embarrassing WHYY show that was super corny where I like plugged them um, is sardine bar. Right. And sardine bar is this awesome fucking bar in South Philly that has like the best bar food ever. Right. But it, they sell goofy sandwiches and bar food and I love them for that. Right. Yeah. But if one day I went to Sardine Bar and I ordered another weird version of the cheesesteak and I didn't like it, and their response to me was something about, like, the creative process of making a fucking sandwich, you know, I would be like, you guys have kind of lost your credibility in that particular argument because of what you make. You're making cheesesteaks, right? The same way, like... Imprint is a good brewery for what they do. Like they're making the beer the way it is that people like, but that doesn't change the fact that based on the styles of beer that they're fucking making, they have given up the intellectual high ground for saying things like we were just being high minded and experimental. And that's why you don't get these flavors. It's like, come on, bro. You saw a fucking IBA with strawberries and vanilla in it. Like, shut up. You know what I mean? And, and, and all they had to do is come out and say like, ah, oh. Oh shit! Like, uh, all right, bad bash, my bad. Didn't didn't, like, yeah. Yeah, didn't come out what we thought it was going to be. Sorry, guys. But no, they they came out and said like everybody's palates are stupid. You're all stupid. You don't understand art. But we'll, right. but we'll still take refunds. But we're still yeah. going to take refunds on it. Yeah, and like that, taking refunds is the right thing to do. But like, you know, if Forest and Maine comes out and they release a beer and they say, guys, this beer is like a little more high minded. I buy it. You know what I mean? Like, of course, if the referent comes out and they go, guys, we're getting trashed on tap for this beer, but it's because of these reasons. And it's because, like, frankly, this is an acquired taste that maybe your palate doesn't have. I fucking buy it. When Imprint says that, you can go fuck yourself. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. It just, it, it, it just gave me such a, like, a, a shock because I'm just such a fucking fanboy for them, too. Because yeah. I still, I like their beers. I talk very highly about them to, you know, people who aren't in the craft beer. I'm like, yeah, if you want to get into it, this is a great brewery to try. I'm, I wouldn't recommend, like, I'm not a smoochie guy, but like, they're like IPAs. Um, like, I stray away, like, I don't really try anything else other than their IPAs. I oh, think they Dan, just do their say, IPAs. Did you really say well. smoochies? Ha! <laughs> your wife is going to make you take that off the soundboard because you're way too offensive. I know. All right. I know. That's uh, true. That's true. Um, I got, I got to push the barriers a little bit here. Uh, we got to get something to, to gain more fans. Um, 
But yeah, I, I don't know if that's you're gonna kill us like evil genius if you keep playing. Uh, oh boy, uh, I don't think we have enough, we don't have enough time left in the podcast to. to <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are just gonna make everybody in the beer world hate me. I'm fine with it. Though. But that's I, I think that's a, that's what, why we have a certain appreciation for you, Ethan, is because you have this you have this don't give a fuck attitude. Like I, I'm going to make beers that are good and you're either going to like them or you're not. And you know, whatever, but it, you're not going to, I don't expect a, uh, Oh, you guys didn't get this, uh, this recipe, uh, well, response the other from thing is, Ethan. Yeah. And you know what, man, honestly, like if I was still brewing nothing but like open fermented high concept saisons, like maybe I would say that to somebody sometime, you know what I mean? But it's kind of hard to say that with a straight face when we're debating the merits of my peach cobbler fav- flavored double IPA. You know what I mean? <laughs> the <laughs> the only, I mean, the, the, the only time that I've seen you get like overly critical of the, the craft beer world was, uh, was the, the sensible portions and, oh, God. and okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. All right. Hold on. Let me, let me finish my thought here before we get into that. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was a right, it was a rightful, it was a rightful, thing to get into because haze is not a flavor i giggled so hard at that instagram story and and that's you you just called out the douchebaggery of instagram and and uh and untapped um which you can follow us on untapped at uh uh, uh, you can follow us on our untapped at uh, it's the most unstructured episode we've ever done yeah at best best friends pod at best best friends pod Yeah, didn't mean to click that one, but it just happened. Uh, but anyway, yeah, at, at Best Best Friends Squad, at Best Best Friends POD. But yeah. It's the only podcast where you're going to listen to POD at least twice. <laughs> but there is, a, there is a very pretentious douchebaggery on Untapped. And Untapped is a great app to have if you use it. Uh, responsibly, like uh, maybe Dan or I do, where it's just to catalog the beers that you've drank. Um, Have you looked at um, the Instagram account Untapped? What the fuck? No, but I will. Please check it out. It's really, it's just, just, just really the best. Um, I've never heard a brewer say a good word about untapped. <laughs> you want to hear a funny story about untapped? <laughs> so, um, no brewer likes untapped. And I'll tell you why no brewer likes untapped. It's not because we mind people reviewing us. By and large, like, I don't mind that. I also don't even mind, like, the douchebaggery and even like the stuff with sensible portions where like (laughs) my rants about like you guys are all being annoying just because of like the appearance of this beer like because the other funny part just as a side note about sensible portions is that beer has never been brewed with the same exact recipe twice ever so people who are like really big followers that people are like it doesn't taste the same it's literally never tasted the same batch to batch which is like I know that this is entirely a visual thing it's it's like, also it's it's also a thing where like sensible portions is the perfect beer to call out the untapped community because it's like uh, all they want it's is a troll it's a troll all they want yeah. is a bunch of fucking hops dumped in their beer 
and that's all right. that's all they want and that's what sensible portions fucking is <laughs> and it doesn't matter how at what the clarity is or not right and so it, it, that was one thing but it's just like so untapped is this place <laughs> where the way i the way i've had it described all these posts right now on this instagram <laughs> fucking hilarious yeah untapped what the fuck dude it's great um but uh Untapped with uh, uh, being a brewer looking at Untapped is like, you know, I don't know anything about your guys' day jobs, right? Like, even if you told me everything about what you do, I would not really be qualified to be the guy to, like, tell you if you did a good job or a bad job, right? And, like, I can't – I have no idea – no clue if my accountant did my taxes well or did my taxes poorly. You know what I mean? I get my return and then I think it's a good amount of money or I don't, but that's based on nothing. Right. Yeah. And, um, that's the same thing about like most people rating beers on untapped and most people are not fucking like genuine trained experts in beer. And yeah. you don't have, be but like you should recognize that that that's it so basically what happens is being on untapped for a brewer is a lot like if i walked into your fucking job at an accounting firm where i have no idea what you're doing and every day i gave you a performance review and every day i was the guy who was like looks like you're doing great or i wouldn't do it that way you know and it's just like you read these things these douchebags say these like insane things my favorite one is the thing where it's like, really like this beer, but it would have been better as a sour or it would have been better as a sour. It's like, that's insane to me. It's like, I really love this Chinese food, but it would be better as buffalo wings. I mean, I don't know. I know. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> you know what I mean, but so I got to, I actually got into an argument with the, um, the uh, the CEO of Untapped on email once over this because <laughs> so yeah. on the back end on the brewer on the brewer's page of Untapped when you're making corrections to the things or like if somebody adds like an erroneous thing you have to like merge them together and you they ask you to add like a reason why and I think it's like to prevent people from just like trying to manipulate their own ratings or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I genuinely didn't think anybody read them. I think it like, I thought it like went into a void unless the algorithm like detected a red flag or something. So every time I would go on untapped, my note would be just like me venting my frustrations about untapped. And I guess because my email is the one associated with our untapped, the CEO of untapped ended up emailing me about this. Like, I want you to know that we're reading all of these things. Like, <laughs> I want to talk about your concerns. And I was like, you want to talk about my concerns? Like, my concerns have nothing to do with you. Like the app functions properly. It's got nothing to do with you. The app, <laughs> you're the, 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 we, the app is you're the hero we don't deserve. Right. Right. <laughs> the, the app functions like it's it's a fantastic app yeah it works really well it genuinely does work really well like i have no beef with the people who made on tap well i guess in the way that like you know in i am legend 
where like you find out that the thing that caused everybody to be a zombie was actually like they thought they cured cancer or something yes. like that. Yeah. And it turns out that's what I view the guys that untapped like. So you know, are, okay, so curing cancer, but instead they turned everybody into a blood sucking zombie. <laughs> I I have my my view is uh, everybody on Untapped is uh, uh, if you watch South Park, uh, Gerald Bro- Broflovsky. When he's like a, a Yelp reviewer. I was going to say, it's the Yelp of craft beer. Yes. That's it's just yeah. like, like, oh, everything was impeccable. Uh, the street parking could have been better. Two and a half stars. <laughs> yeah. That's what this, that's what this freaking yeah. Instagram is, man. It is so good. I am. Dude, it's I it, like, I, I love untapped because I like, I'll sit there and I'll be like, all right, I'm drinking a Gosa. How do I rate this against other ghosts that I've had? What is a five ghost that I've had? How does this compare to that? You know, I, and I feel like some people, a majority of untapped is they go on, they go, this wasn't hazy enough. Wasn't juicy enough. I don't like it. And it's like, bro, you were drinking a pale lager. It's like yeah. a two. Yeah. And I love that. I get, we get it all the time. It's like, one star, really good. I don't like sours. You know, that's <laughs> one that every brewer talks about all the time. And I'm just like, why do you, like, every brewer has, yeah, like, why rate it? Why rate it? On their dreams. Here's a, my favorite story about Untapped. So, a lot of our double IPAs have lactose in them. And uh, if you go to our online store, when you order, it says which beers have lactose and which don't. And um, we. This was uh, a great rant on your Instagram story. Which also, oh, this isn't even about that, but like, this is just we're trying to get the lactose out of a lot of these beers because I don't like, thank you, I don't like using additives, but like, we, we, we added them because that was the trend, and now, um, we're trying to get those profiles without the lactose. A lot of other breweries are removing the lactose from all their IPAs, too, like. Hidden River did the same thing we did where they had a lot of double IPAs with lactose in it and now they're taking them out. But anyway. Thank, thanks, Ethan. You're very welcome. So flip phones and cassette tapes, um, the most recent batch, the double dry hop batch, we, we kind of tried to take in that direction where it didn't have any lactose in it. And we think we nailed it. But one of the untapped comments I got that just rat- – I deleted untapped after I saw this. It's just been rattling around in my brain is it was like four stars or like 4.25. And, and the comment was, if it had a little lactose, it would have been perfect. And I was just like, God, that I beer was, so much. That beer was great. That, I enjoyed that, it. I enjoyed it. It was, it was a lot – I, I honestly thought it was a very clean drink. Like without the lactose in it, it's just, it's so much easier to drink a beer and enjoy yeah, it a little that, bit more. That and lactose adds such like a heaviness to the beer. It's yes, like, it, it yeah. makes it so you can only drink one of them. Yes, absolutely. And that that's my problem with these, these double IPAs now is that everyone's leaning towards that milkshake style. Like I, I, I can honestly tell you that this actually this 100% happened the other day. So I was uh, I I drive around, my job is I, I drive around to different locations of things and uh, I, I sell things. So I I'm in vacuums. My, yeah, I'm in my car. I'm a, a Eureka salesman. I uh, I am, I'm in my car a majority of the day. So I'm if I'm, I'm like stopped, you know, waiting for a meeting, I'll sit there and look at Instagram and a, a 
brewery, uh, uh, they will remain, uh, they will remain unnamed, um, uh, because they are a good brewery. I, lo- I like their beers. Um, <laughs> They came out with a, an anniversary beer, and they did a, a, a fun, a fun Fetty Cake IPA, and it it popped up on my feed, and I audibly looked up, like I looked up at the sky, and I just went, "All right, like we're can we be done with this fucking trend of <laughs> like oh it, it's it's an IPA, but it's got graham crackers and vanilla, and we put a bunch of fucking Pillsbury." Fun oh, fetty yeah. bullshit in there. Into vanilla too. Yeah. Into vanilla. And we dipped our ball bags in it. I don't know. We like <laughs> it, it's just it's it just a bunch of bullshit. It's it it becomes a point of there's can we brew it and should we brew it? And I feel like should we brew it should really outweigh the can we brew it side. Yeah. Now yeah. I, I, I to be fair. I've talked to a couple uh, people who have tried this beer and they said that it, it is very good, uh, that it's not overtly sweet like it, like the description makes it out to be. Um, but I, I also don't know, you know, if, if those people are the kind of people that are just like looking for lactose heavy, uh, vanilla heavy IPAs, milkshake IPAs at this point. They're looking for those Instagram uh, photo opportunities. And it's just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of seeing every release is, uh, whoa, we're doing a dessert IPA. Ah, all fucking right. Why don't you try something different? Why don't you go outside the box? Why don't you do, why don't you do some like a nice, when was the last time you saw someone do a nice lager? Tell us how you really feel, Tom. It's it's something about having Ethan on the show. It just it brings out my inner hatred for the the beer community. Because he knows I'm sitting over here like I would totally have that double IBA. Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. And I don't, I don't, I, I, I I don't punk rock about double IPAs. I know you like. I'll I'll never, I'll I'll never hate on anyone for for drinking the IPAs, but I want the, uh, the breweries uh, be fucking original every once in a while. You know, it, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying, man. Try it something like so out hard. there. Like, let me, I, I want to try stuff that's like out there, you know, give me, give me like, uh, okay, this, this Pilsner is dry hopped with a different type of hop that, you know, it, uh, oh, this this Pilsner dry hopped with Centennial or something. You know, it's like something that you don't yeah. see a lot of. Give me give me something that I don't get a lot of that I want to try, whether it be good or bad. It, it, it could taste horrible, but let me try it. Let me give me a variety. I, I'm tired of seeing milkshake IPA after milkshake IPA after milkshake IPA. That's all I see on fucking Instagram is just nothing but milkshake IPAs. And I just, I just yeah. want to see something different. You know, now you're, I mean, everyone's doing berry stouts now and or not berry stouts, uh, berry sours. That's mm-hmm. where you're getting now is berry ke- kettle sours. And you know, it, it's just like, it, it's my, it, it goes along with my problem with, with, uh, with social media. It's just like everybody, like one person makes like a good berry kettle sour. And then everyone's like, well, I should make that. 
And then it's just yep. everyone's brewing the same fucking thing. And it's just over and over and over again. Like, let me, give me that's, a brewery. That's like going outside the box. That's uh, you I'll know. tell you a bunch of breweries that are going outside the box, except they're all out of business. You know, that's, that's a, the, the that's, man is it's, that's a real bummer to hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's the, the truth is it's really fucking unfortunate but the truth is like the responsibility for this has to lay at the feet of the consumer because like it's just like all these other things we've been talking about it's just like the mixed four pack and it's just like the the t-shirt or like all these things it's like a lot of people express this like you you and me we're definitely not even close to the only people talking about beer this way right now a tremendous amount of people express this we have all of the beers that everybody wants plus a bunch of crazy styles and nobody wants the crazy styles and in fact even having the crazy styles doesn't prevent all the people from commenting on our ipa release posts like why are you only releasing ipas like it's so bad that even the dudes who want the other styles don't notice them but at the same time you know, it's it's tough to do that when even like, you know, all of the, like everybody's asking for this stuff, but as soon as you release it, nobody buys it. You know, yeah, or they buy one of it along with three double IPAs. You know what I mean? So like, it, it's it's tough because yeah, like the the problem is the reason everybody does the same shit over and over again is because all consumers seem to want to do is buy the same shit from six different breweries, which is fucking like, stuff. I've, I've talked about it numerous times is that like when we had you on the first time and you brought us a, a pale lager and, uh, I forget what the sun servant was. Was that just like a, it was, another, like, it was a Hellas. It was a Hellas. Yeah. yeah. So when you brought us that, we were like, what the fuck, you know, Ethan brews banging double IPAs. But it's like the the stuff that you like the German style, uh, it, like the the my box, the the pale lagers, the the Hellas lagers that you like, they just don't sell. And it's just it's a, it's a yeah. it's a silly business uh, business move to just brew those beers, um, right? And that's that's what it is. It's unfortunate, but it's like, but it's true of any style. Like it doesn't, you know, there's no style that you can brew that sells at a third the rate of the, the pastry double IPA. Yep. Yep. It, it's, it is absolutely unfortunate because it's, it's like, you'll put out something like a, like a key lime pie store bought and I'll, yeah, I'm going to buy it because it's, it's a store bought and store bought is absolutely, in, you know, no bias here. Because I don't give a shit about Ethan uh, or or Stickman. Um, uh, emphatically, it, it's one of the best. There's a bias. I'm a fanboy. <laughs> it is. It's one of the best double IPAs on the market right well, now. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's like double IPA. It, it's like store bought is fine and uh, Laser Raptors I'll, from Aslan. Those I'll are like the it. two double IPAs I would buy every single day of the week. I'll try every variation of store-bought just because of, like, the experience I had with store-bought being, like, one of the first, like, I guess, true local craft, like, hazy boys I've ever had, so. But here, yeah, hey, man, I appreciate it. But here's the but thing that I'm, I'm, here's the point that I'm getting to here is that 
store bought. I love, I love store bought and I'm not a double IPA person at all, but I love that beer. So I'll buy every iteration of it. And I, I, I like trying it because when you put out a different, a, a different variation of it, I like to try what, okay, I, uh, what, what's Ethan putting in this one and how is he going to execute this? Great. But, and, and, and I'll try, I'll buy a four pack of it. But if Ethan put out something like, uh, like, uh, a pale lager or, uh, a Pilsner, uh, or if he collaborated with us for the, the, the dry hop Pilsner that I suggested, uh, <laughs> well, all the Pilsners are dry hop, I would, I would buy a case of that shit. Because I know you're going to execute it great, but also that's the kind of beer that I'm looking for. Yeah. We got the Pilsner coming in a couple of weeks. It is dry hopped. It may have been dry hopped today. I wasn't really in work for most of the day today. Brendan, Brendan really steers the ship nowadays. I kind of just like pointing at stuff. You you mentioned that you got a Pilsner coming and I'm, I'm pushing denim right now. (laughs) My, My Levi's got a little tighter right now. But I got that that Vienna's coming this week too. That's yeah. gonna be really yeah. Nice. I'm definitely gonna get the Vienna for sure. Just let us know if you need our podcast logo for that Pilsner. Yeah, absolutely. I'll let you know. Best best Pilsner. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is unfortunate that like there's it, it is a, a stylistic thing that drives the the craft beer industry. Um. Yeah, I just I I wish it was I wish the Tom, style you make was craft beer sound not fun. It is fun. Come on, man, stop being such a Debbie Downer. It's still just booze at the end. But I of just the want day. I just want crispy beers, and it's it's yeah. all Ethan's fault. It's all Ethan's fault. It's my fucking fault. I ruined it for everybody. Yeah, no, I was I was a stouty boy. I just wanted I wanted nice a caramel coffee chocolate flavors, and then you brought that goddamn Vark Nugent set. To, yeah. to me and I was like I want the crispiest of the crispy now yeah I will, I will say this I've tried a lot more of the uh, loggers and the pilsners for it like I'm, 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 a, I'm a real I'm a real hard ship to you know turn whichever direction like if I'm I'm into a certain type of beer that's kind of my wheelhouse but I did have I did try a lot of different beers after that podcast especially in the Pilsner lager variations and stuff and you know it's definitely I, opened my eyes having you on the podcast the next time we do this we're going to do some real weird shit we're going to get into some weird let's shit get, let's get real weird oh, I'm always <laughs> I'm always up for getting weird uh, before we eat edibles too, I love that also. But. Oh, I've, I've got a bunch of edibles in my bedroom right now that uh, we can get into at some point. Um, but uh, yeah, I, before we before we wrap, is that a good place to stop there, Tom? Yeah. Oh, fuck it. Uh, that sound real? Like I don't know. I don't know. Do we need to call somebody? No, If you want, no. If you want to munch edibles and drink beer, I'll. I'll do that every day of the week. It was the way you talked about it being in your bedroom that gave me kind of like, Oh, it's true. well, you know, I, I also have a, I, I have a, I have an almost two year old, so I don't want, I don't want that. Uh, those edibles out in the open. Oh yeah. I guess you gotta, I forget about people having kids. Yeah. yeah he can't have, he can't have that candy jar of edibles on the coffee table anymore. <laughs> no, that's wild. Yeah. Oh, I would have to rearrange a lot of aspects of my life if there was a child here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so before we uh, before we wrap this whole thing up, Dan, do you want to rate this beer? Yeah, I, <laughs> that's the thing that happens here. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
I already rated it on untapped, so I've got a 4.25 on this. God damn it, Dan, um, you didn't even let level. us get into our plugs of untapped. It's at best best friends pod at best best friends pod. for this episode <laughs> there was no outline for this episode we are unprepared dude we're we 23 we're, we're 23 episodes deep you should know the uh you should know the structure of the show shut up and play south town i don't care just fucking do it all right thank you so uh untapped what did you rate it i had a 425 for this one here i'm pretty sure i rated it i forget what i rated it uh I'm going to look it up real quick. Um, but it, I, I'm pretty sure I had something like a four, two, five or a four five because it was, it was great. It, it is a, uh, it's a fantastic ale. Um, and I'll say it's, it's a, a, it's, an it's, ale. A, it's a, it's a four or five either way. If you did four, two, five or four five. So, you know what? I, I didn't, uh, I did not rate it because I knew we were going to do it on this episode and that's why, but if you can, I was trying to catch up on my beers on untapped and I just accidentally threw this one. in. I'm like, fuck it. I rated it on this one. I don't oh care. my goodness. Look at that. That's a, that's a, a peach cobbler store bought is fine. That's a 4.75. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. That. Yeah. 4.75 for uh, the peach how cobbler. Come you didn't, how you didn't rate that poorly. Ah, 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 ah. Ah. Rate this poorly. Ah. <laughs> oh man yeah um all right so uh what no matter what i rated it what was it going to be dan four or five let's do, a, let's do a four or five yeah. i'm just i'm just gonna say it now all right good for us good for everybody uh yeah, i give this beer a solid too but like you guys do you, you know. <laughs> what do you know so what i had the original this is this batch was a lot better than the original one yeah I this was a much improved batch. Honestly, we didn't really do anything different, but our brew system has been dramatically improved in like recent months. And I think that's what the, the big, the big deal was. So, uh, you can, uh, you can follow us on untapped at best, best friends, pod at best, 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 best friends, P O D. Yep. We had a little bit more. Um, I did want to bring up uh, why why is it uh why is it except for in Berwyn what what's what's going on in Berwyn? <laughs> Berwyn's got a fantastic Nothing, Italian restaurant. There's not you know look it's just that's a thing that happened. It's not the best beer in that town. That's all. That's all. What's the best beer in in Berwyn? Well, no, La Cabra's in Berwyn. Oh and, um, yeah. Yeah, Sam, Sam wanted to troll La Cabra a little. He thought they would get a kick I have out no, of that. I've never heard of La Cabra. That's hilarious. La Cabra, uh, they have like the, is it the goat or like the, on their symbol or something? El Chupacabra? Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's a goat. Yeah. And they, um, they have like really good, like Latin food. They're, they're very good. Hmm. Yeah. They did, uh, they did my brother-in-law's beer festival. Yeah. They're pretty good. Pretty good place. Mm-hmm. All right. Fair enough. Um, all right. Uh, I think we can we can wrap it up at this point. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna pee my pants here. Um, uh, Ethan, thank you for coming on. Uh, Thanks for having me. Thank you for not needing the ten bar. <clears throat> um, 
Yeah, uh, maybe one day we'll have Sam on and maybe we'll actually get something that's not nine different conversations at once. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe maybe one day, maybe one day we'll all be able to to meet in person. Oh god, I hope so. One day again, like the before times. And before the and before four times. Um yeah. before the boom boom. Um yeah. uh <clears throat> when's uh when's plant matter coming back man never what yeah I, it doesn't sell i need plant matter sell. back in my life that was the first stick man beer i ever had and it's so fucking good it's like one of my favorite beers we ever made we'll never brew it again i'm so disappointed by that boycott yeah. boycott yeah. stick man uh, you should, you should boycott. Stick, like genuinely, call out to all boycott. to all of our listeners. Boycott Stickman Brews. Budweiser. <laughs> yeah, Budweiser. <laughs> but yeah, all right, I'll, I'll leave it. Does anyone have you have you given the context of those sound clips? Yeah, um, yeah. We played the video yeah, last week. Last, uh, last oh, week. Okay, good, good, yeah, good. the guy's middle name is Adolf. <laughs> by the way. Yeah. yeah, everybody should make fun of that dude. He's yeah. a wild human being. The guy he he's a he's a black state representative from Alabama with the middle name Adolf. It's just it, it, I'm I'm fairly certain that it's just Sam from Bond Place because everything about that is a troll. <laughs> everything about that just reads troll. He was. Oh man. All right. It's fucking wild out there. Yeah. Well, uh, Ethan, thank you for coming on. Uh, and yeah, thank, you, thank you for br- producing the beers that we love uh, so dearly. Um, and uh, Dan, you got a, a, anything for us? Uh, plugs, anything? Uh, we didn't create anything for this episode, so I got no plugs until maybe some more music gets mixed down the road. Well, you're making it, you're, you're making an album. That's why we're doing this yeah. on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. I'm recording an album, but, uh, yeah, we're, I mean, we're still in the works. So, um, you know, go follow grace on Instagram for more updates on our studio stuff. Great at grace at underscore PA. Ethan, you gotta, you want to plug anything? Uh, yeah. Lehigh pizza in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania is a really, really good pizza place. Oh, nice. Um, I'll have to check that out when we right. go up to we when we go up to Bethlehem. Um, <laughs> you can follow us on social media. It's pretty much all the same at Best Best Friends Pod, at Best Best Friends P O D. Um email us. Uh you can email us ideas uh for topics that you want us to cover, beers that you want us to try, uh if you want to come on and be a guest like Ethan. Uh, email us at best best friends pod at gmail.com. That's at best best friends P O D. At gmail.com. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Everything. Uh, Ethan, thank you again for taking the time to come on. Um, Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Everybody try Stickman Brews. Uh, if it's not in your area, shoot us an email at Best Best Friends Pod. Uh, we can send some out to you uh, and be kind uh, because everybody yeah. should try this beer. Um, Dan, one thing. I love you. Always have. I miss you. Yeah, I miss you too, bud. 
All right. And, uh, and always remember, uh, the Clintons killed, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, wow. Getting real specific now. Yep. <laughs> Episode 23. We're out of here. See ya. Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. This podcast is hosted by two bros. By two bros. So crack a beer and laugh at some videos, videos. Superhuman jump through barbed wire bricks. Fuck this shit. Hang out with little lunchbox. Become a cluggalette, a cluggalette. Sometimes I'm a stouty boy, sometimes lazy. And this podcast is both. So it's all for me. Best best friends pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Cindy Crawford's a fan. How could you go wrong? So many pods up there were the ones for me. Epstein is still alive, and listens to best best friends. Pod.